Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Austin Falter, and we're going to explore how to create a short-form video system that scales to TikTok and beyond. If you find it really challenging to create short-form video and you're looking for a better way to really batch do a whole bunch of them in a way that could be super effective for you, you're going to want to pay attention to today's interview by the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. If you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Austin Falter. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Austin Falter. If you don't know who Austin is, you got to know Austin. He is a video marketing expert and founder of Falter Media, a video agency that specializes in helping businesses grow loyal communities with short form video marketing. Austin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am super stoked to have you here today. Austin and I are going to explore how to build a system for creating short form video on TikTok and beyond. Now, before we get into all the awesomeness of what we're going to talk about today, I want to back up the train a little bit, Austin, and talk about your story. How in the world did you get into TikTok? Start wherever you want to start. Yeah. So <laughs> like a lot of people, I think TikTok was the one platform I like didn't want to go to. You know, that that's the one thing I don't want to do. I'll do everything else. And I talk to marketers all the time who are that. And even just in personal life, like that's the last one I want to use. There's a lot of booty shaking on TikTok. There's a lot. It just seems like a wild place to be. And it is. But about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I got a call from a friend. I was doing a lot of video ads. I love the ad space, paid media, where you can pay money and get results. And I got a call from my friend and he's like, hey, I've got this thing. It's really trending right now. And well, let me just show you. He sends me a link to his TikTok channel about cryptocurrency. And it's TikTok and it's cryptocurrency. Two things I wasn't interested in at all at the time, right? And I'm like, oh, come on, I'm rolling my eyes. And he's like, no, 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 it's working really well to share posts every day, sharing news. And it's attracting an audience. And it's I get more growth on TikTok than anywhere else. And, and just trust me. And so I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I saw this thing. And he's like, I have a client who wants me to do this for them. And that's the part I don't know how to do. And so that's where, as a video producer, I kind of put my hat on and said, okay, what's the system we can build here to make it so that we can do the same thing he did, this influencer account, we can do that for a brand. And they wanted 90 videos posting three times a day was kind of the thing to do last summer. 
And so they wanted 90 videos in a month. Wow. Okay, let's do this. So we, we started doing it. We, we systematized really every part of the process, scripting, filming, editing, posting. And we were able to, in the first two weeks, I think we got our first viral hit. And that alone got us like the first 5,000 followers. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then within the first month, or I think it was five weeks, we hit 10,000, which is a big milestone. And then by the end of month three, we just kept doing this. By the end of month three, they were at over 100,000 followers on TikTok. They had this community. They were one of the biggest, if not the biggest, they were the biggest crypto brand with a channel, but they were probably one of the biggest crypto influencers as well, which is crazy that both the brand can be paired with this, this influence. And so it was exciting. And then we did it again for another brand a couple months later. Same thing, 10,000 followers in the first two months. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And that's when I started to become a believer. But at the same time, we were going through some changes in my own business where I was partnering with a partner at the time. And then we brought in a team. I hired a big team because we were getting ready for a year contract with one of our clients. And this was a $100,000 contract. So, I mean, for me, that was, it was huge. And Two weeks before we were about to sign, they said, hey, we have to back out. And I had already spent the whole month training a team and getting them all hired. Up. We had 10 employees now. And so I was freaking out. Like I'm, I'm going to have to lay everyone off and go get a job because I don't have enough to pay their, their two-week notice or whatever. Just it, it was a nightmare. And we were expecting a baby and it was just like so much weight, right? And so... I didn't have money to run ads. And so I decided, well, if it worked for them, I should try it. I should try it for our account. And so we started our TikTok out of necessity of like, this is the only thing I can do. I've got the team trained up. They got nothing else to do. So they're going to make three videos a day for me to post. And I did that. We posted three a day, most days, some days it was, it was one for the first month. And in that month, it was amazing. I couple weeks in was getting a ton of followers, still no booked calls. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. Three weeks in, I started to get booked calls, but no sales. And I'm like, still like I'm up against this deadline. Like I need it to happen this week. And finally in that like last week, within 40 days of our content starting, we closed 40,000 in sales and it was enough to kind of hold everything over while I got going. And in that time, we grew a, a following of 50,000 on TikTok, 100,000 on Instagram. And I'm, I'm being asked to speak on TEDx stages and I'm, I'm interviewing on podcasts. And all of a sudden my brand means something. People know my face. I have a friend who didn't want to hire me. And so he goes to the Philippines to hire somebody. And they're like, he sent one of my videos and they're like, oh yeah, we know Falter Media. Like people know who I am from that. And I think that even more than the $40,000 that I got when I needed it, the, the brand that it built and the belief that it gave me was huge. And, and so that was my intro to TikTok, both seeing it work and then necessity doing it for myself. Now, fast forward a year, and I still, I'm just always blown away when something happens. I, I was at my client's house chatting with him over breakfast last week for a film day. And he told me, I had no idea. He told me in the last 10 days, I've closed $150,000 in business all from organic social media. And he has less than 10,000 followers. 
just the, the, the trust and the community that he's built with this. And so every day I hear these stories and I see them and I am a believer in, in organic. I'm a believer in short form for sure. Quick question. What did you do before all this? Like we didn't even touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, great question. So I always had a video production company out of college. That's what I've, I've done. So I've, I've done commercials, video ads, like Facebook ads was kind of my bread and butter for a long time. I love the scripting and the, and the cast and film days and all of that's really fun. But again, I liked paid because I, I could get results and I didn't believe I could do that for short form. So that's when I made the pivot. So tell us like what you do now. I mean, I think I can kind of discern from your stories what you do, but tell us a little bit about what you do today and kind of who is your target audience that you're, you're, you're helping. So I like to define my niche as what I do and not necessarily the industry because I really have worked in a lot of industries. I help brands systematize short form video content. Short form video, you first think of probably TikTok, right? The, the endless scroll, those 60 second short videos that are posted there, but they're also on Instagram reels and, and all the rest, right? That's what I help companies with. I help them systematize it. I help them start getting there so they can post every day, build a following, build an audience, and then convert that following into business and, and all of that. So awesome. Organic social media. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your, your awesome stories. Really great story. Now, there are some people listening right now, lots of people listening right now, who might be a little skeptical on why they should pay attention to TikTok and specifically creating the short form content on TikTok. What do you want to say to those who have not yet jumped into the deep end of TikTok or those that have tried it and it hasn't worked? Why, why should they pay attention? Yeah. Why, why should you, they listen to what we're about? Yeah. To about? I, I like that though. If yeah. you've tried it and it doesn't work, today will be helpful. Short answer is in 2023, short form video is the best way to do social media. It's the most effective way. And I'm not just saying that. I, I read a blog this morning that said that short form video has more growth this year than any other type of content. So that's the, that's the short answer. The long answer is, each platform is seeing more watch time from short form video. What does that mean? It means people would rather get on their phone and scroll watching 45 minutes of TikTok videos than turning on a Netflix show, right? They'd rather just do this endless scroll. It's by demand, by the, the people who are using social media, they are wanting more short form. And so they are putting their attention there because it's captivating and it's short and it's quick and it's good. And so that means that. Because there's more watch time, all the other social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of them have now allowed for short form to be on their platform. So when I was in college, I had this job as a social media marketer and we had to repurpose to every platform. And it's a square photo for Twitter and it's a horizontal video for YouTube and it's a vertical story for Instagram. And it was a nightmare to do all, to keep track of all of this. But because TikTok was stealing so much traffic. Every platform has now allowed for this type of content. So now as a marketer, it's, it's simplified our life. If we can just learn short form video, it can go to every platform with one piece of content and it's more likely to get more views than any other type of content than I do because it, it's just getting more watch time. And so it's, it's a dream come true for a lot of marketers right now. Very cool. I would love to learn from you today. And this is what I think is so exciting about this because I think there's going to be a lot of people 
who are either a already creating short form content and are going to learn some really cool stuff <laughs> yeah. with the way that you your system is in place. And there's also people like me who are more not creating, we're creating video content, but not necessarily short form content that might get inspired by what we're going to talk about today. So let's break down the first part of your system. What's the first thing we need to focus on? The first thing is, is scripting. It's really a scripting because most people will approach social media like this. They get on their phone in the morning, their social media manager, and they're like, what should we post today? And then they've got to come up with an idea and they've got to do the whole thing. And that's what we want to step away from. And we want to systematize this, right? So we're all putting on our producer hats and we're thinking, what's, what's the way that we can post 30 videos this month? Not what's my next post? What, how are we going to make a batch of 30? And to do that, we start with scripting. It, this is really, it's a, the simplest part for a lot of your audience because they're marketers. They know how to come up with ideas. And, and so I don't want to overcomplicate it, but you don't have to write a full script in a lot of cases. For a lot of brands, you're going to have some sort of a brand expert, a brand face, someone, it might be your listeners, that they might be the expert who speaks to this all the time. And all you really have to do is come up with a type of video that you can film in a batch and a video hook. And that's really as simple as it gets. So, so let's go through this. So I have these seven viral video types for, for TikTok brands that I like to use. And let's say that, Mike, you've got to have 30 videos by the end of the month. And I'm going to give you a couple categories. Would you rather do niche news videos, which are sharing news in your industry? Or would you rather do FAQ videos, which it's a question that you get? Or the third one, green screen videos, where you screenshot an article and then you just talk about the article pointing to it. What sounds like the easiest one to start with? To be honest, the green screening of the article sounds the easiest. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, that's one of the best performing videos this year. And it also is very easy to make very quickly. So what you're going to do for this, this is one of the viral video types that I love to use. You go and you find, you look up the news for the day or you look up some influencer, what they posted and you screenshot that and you get a bunch of screenshots on your phone. And if you're posting natively, you can go ahead and post this, but that would defeat the whole system that we have going on here, right? And so you need to avoid the temptation to screenshot and go and post. Instead, you screenshot all of these and then you, you make a list. Okay, for this one, my hook is this. So what's an article you, you've read recently? I guess today we're talking about short form video. Well, I mean, I'll tell you one. There was one recently by Business Insider that said social media is dead. That was a great article that for sure I could create some videos out of. Social media is dead. That's already a hook. We could probably borrow that. Right. What's another hook we could use for that? Social media is not dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. You've got two videos. There you go. Okay. And so you'll go through this and you, you'll come up with 10. Let's say 10 for this green screen. Wait, wait, just, just to be crystal clear. Yeah. So I've taken a screenshot of the article on my phone. And it's going to help people understand what the heck is that just going to be a background? I mean, like it will be a background. Okay. But that's later. Right now we're just coming up with the idea. Okay. All right. So other ideas, I see what you're saying. So how could this one thing, it could be an article, it could be anything, right? How could this one thing spur a bunch of different videos? Like in, in this case, it could be my views on um, doom scroll, right? Which is a phrase that a lot of people talk about in the world of social media. It could be my views on long form content as an alternative to short form content. Those are just like four. Now we got a bunch of ideas, right? So that's from one article, right? And you might want to do a couple videos on that and that's fine. But you might also, your, your video type here that we're working with, 10 videos we're coming up with for the video type green screen. 
So find 10 articles. That's just as easy to do as coming up with 10 ideas. 10 articles, 10 hooks. You're done with part one. Part two, pick another video type you're going to test out this month. And in, in some cases, uh, I have e-commerce brands who they have to really show their product rather than just talking about stuff. And so their 10 videos might be demonstrating the product or like, will it blend, right? Yeah, yeah I remember that. The yep. blender videos that went viral. Or I have a, a, a company who was doing body armor. And so it's like, make a list of all the things you can do to destroy that body armor. That's another 10 videos, okay? So just, just you're picking a category, you come up with 10 ideas and then 10 hooks, which a hook is just that first sentence that really connects with the audience, captures attention. And this is all I do for most scripting. Real quick, can we briefly list out those categories? Because you hinted that there were seven. Let's just list them out so people can... And just briefly say what each one is, you know, you brainstorm. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to go into depth, but you mentioned frequently asked questions already, right? Yep. And you mentioned this green screen. So that's two. What were the other five? Niche news. One I've had the most success with probably is because there's always something trending in the industry or even in the world. I've seen people, they'll take some world event and make a really interesting, it's better than a Netflix documentary, 60 second video about that thing has nothing to do with their brand, but they're building an audience of people who love them. And so if your brand is authenticity, you can, you can kind of stretch it. But niche news is, is fantastic. FAQs, green screen, listicles is another one. Three yoga poses that are going to help with your back pain, right? Tutorials. This one takes a little bit more time later on in the edit or whatever, but it can be extremely helpful depending on your, your niche. Repurposed content. And here's the trick. I put this in my PDF just to teach people how to do it right. Because a lot of people, they'll see a podcast like this and be like, oh, great. That 45 minutes can become 45, 60 second TikTok videos. And then they all flop, right? Because you're taking something out of context. And so if you're going to repurpose, you either A, need to dig through that whole video to find a hook. Or B, when you go to film the content, you actually film with short form in mind and you place hooks within, put, put hot button questions or put you know moments and then save those. There's plenty of software as you're filming where you can say, oh, that was a moment and you save that. And so you know, if you're going to repurpose long form, just make sure there's still a hook. There's still some context there. Well, and I can imagine you could create the hooks, like you said, intentionally, like when you create the long form, like we used to have people come in studio and then we would, after everything was filmed, we would record a bunch of hooks and we would decide which one was the best one. You can do that and you can also come up with your hook later and just say, I was talking to this guy about this thing, you know, give it some content. So share a hook and then share the context and then share the clip. And that works just as well. Okay. And then the reaction category we, you and I talked about kind of sounds like what we just talked about where I read an article and I created a reaction video to it. Is that kind of what we're talking about or is there something different there? I look at it differently. I go to TikTok, I go to the search bar, I look at the videos in the in the last three months that have gone viral in certain keywords. Ah. It's really easy to do that with the filters. And honestly, TikTok is way better than YouTube for this because it'll show current stuff instead of evergreen stuff. So you find trending videos that have worked recently about that you could talk about. And then you film yourself reacting to that video. Ah. Now, again, you have to look at these and say, oh, okay, that's great. I can do that. But Later, that might require more editing and I might not be doing more editing. So you have to pick ones that work for you. But once you find that, uh, th this is definitely a batchable type of video. And that's why I like it. Okay, so we've come up with inspiration, sources of inspiration. How does all this tie back to scripting? So this really, for a lot of people, this can be your script. 
a video hook. You share that hook and then you speak for 60 seconds on something. If you as a marketer can't speak for 60 seconds about that thing, I don't know, man, this is a tough industry for you, right? Like that's what we do. And all your audience members, I'm sure, can speak to their expertise. In a lot of brands, I find that it's helpful to have one face of the brand. And this goes into filming a little bit, but basically if you have an expert, then you don't have to script everything. You're just making an outline, you're making the ideas and you can write a couple ideas if you want. Now I have, when I did those 90 videos, I didn't know anything about cryptocurrency. And so I did have to go and script it line for line, every word. And you can do that too. But I, for most of your listeners, I don't think that's the way that they'll approach this. Okay, is there anything else specifically in the scripting side of things that we have not addressed? You'll notice that I didn't include any sort of skits or booty shaking or lip syncing in these scripts. And so the last thing I'll say is that I prefer the type of content that is just talking to the camera. I think A, it's batchable. B, it really helps build a personal brand. And C, it doesn't require the CEO to go and shake their booty. And, you know, I, I think that that's beneficial. Now, if your brand is fun and you got a fun team, I've seen a going back to e-commerce, a candy company on TikTok that has just a ton of fun with what they do. And all their stuff is kit skits and ASMR and this and that. Those video types work great for them. But it's just, those are batchable for them, but it's not for most of the brands I work with. So you can think outside the box of these. The reason I use these are because they're re- batchable and you don't have to shake your booty or lip sync. Okay, so the first part of your process is scripting and you strongly encourage people to pick one of these categories like your, the news in your niche, frequently asked questions, listicles, which is three tips or whatever, some sort of tutorials, green screens, reaction or repurposed videos. And what I'm grappling with is, are they just grabbing screenshots and putting them on their phone and then throwing them into like a Google doc? I mean, like, let's systematize this a little bit. What do you do when you're capturing all this information? Well, for most of the text videos, you can actually, or most of the videos, you can actually just start with text, just write down a hook and, and you can throw it up on a teleprompter or just look at it and then turn to the camera. You're doing it like one sentence at a time. So it shouldn't be too hard. Just write down the text. For the reaction videos, you're going to want to save that video for the edit later. And for the green screen videos, you're going to want to save the article for the edit later. Got it. But for the most part, if we're batching this part of the process, right, which is sitting down for a couple of hours and looking at these different categories and grabbing screenshots and maybe like adding hooks to a Google document, that's kind of all we're doing in this first part of the process. Am I right? Yep. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com 
and join today. Okay, what comes next? So next is filming. And you don't want to start this. Pro- there's, there's a temptation every time you're doing this to, oh, I got three ideas, let's go. And you can do that. But I like to at least, at least give me 10, you know, do a batch of 10 and see how much it's going to help your life, save you time, systematize everything. 30 is even better. I've done 90 in two and a half hours. Wow. And let me tell you, it is a good day when you can knock out 90 pieces of content in two and a half hours. So do the work beforehand to make your film day easier. And a lot of times, this, this is a really practical, just human thing. Like I get tired. I get drained filming in front of the camera. It's different than talking to, to you on a podcast. It's, it, I get super drained when it's just me staring at a camera. And so knock it out in one session and then I'm done for the month. I don't have to worry about that creator burnout or any of that. So wait till you have scripts. Once you have scripts, we get to filming. And the temptation here, again, is to ask yourself, oh, what camera do I need? What gear do I need? But I'm here to tell you that stuff does not matter nearly as much as the connection and the content. You've already figured out the content with your script. Connection, let's talk about that. When you're filming these videos, you really want to connect one-on-one with your audience. So I'm not talking to a screen. I'm not talking to the lens. I'm looking in the lens because behind it, there's a person that I'm speaking to. And I'm using the word you in a lot of my hooks. And so if you need to rework your hooks to really bring that connection here, great. Take a couple minutes to do that because your job when you're filming is just to connect. And in my case, it's with educational content. It's to teach something. It's to really connect and drive home. And so connection, it it matters. You have people filming on their smartphone in front of a mirror, all of their content, and it'll get hundreds of thousands of views on every video. Like it's been proven that the camera does not matter. What matters is the connection, the emotion that they get from the video, which depends on the content. Okay, real quick, the tip about in front of a mirror. That's kind of fascinating. So I think the reason they would film in front of a mirror is because they're using the better camera on the other side of the camera and they're using the mirror to see what they look like. Or why do they film in front of a mirror? That's part of it. And part of it is because that vibe of video, again, it's connecting. It's kind of a TikTok cliche at this point. It just feels like a normal person talking to you about something. Oh, they're actually filming the mirror itself. They're not filming. They're filming the mirror. They don't care what it looks like. Ah, They're connecting to the audience and sharing a hot take. And, and again, camera doesn't matter. Okay. So here's where I thought it was going. I thought it was, they were flipping the phone, had it on a little tripod and they were using the mirror to be able to see what their frame looked like in the actual phone itself. But what you're saying is they're using the phone to frame up themselves, but they're pointing at the subject, which is reflected uh-huh. in the mirror. Right? So when I say that you immediately think my tip is about the camera again, right? Yeah. We need to just, people are taking selfie videos in their car and those are doing just as well as the studio videos. And so connection content over camera. That's rule number one. Okay. And people are going to get really mad if I leave it at that. And so some camera tips, if you do (laughs) feel the need, because I do like having a studio. I mean, you see my camera, my lights, my setup here. It's part of my brand. It's consistent. And it's somewhere I can sit down and film a batch and feel comfortable. And so if you do want that, the three L's here, lapel mic is my preferred mic of choice. I mean, you can go with a podcast mic too, but I usually film my short form content with a lapel. Lens matters more than camera. I can get this same blurred background with a nice lens on a $600 camera or on a $4,000 camera. The lens is, is what makes that blur. It's what makes it look high quality. And then lighting. Just look up a couple of videos about three-point lighting. It's this key light right here that's big and soft, giving me this nice shadow. 
It's that yellow backlight right there that gives me this rim and separates me from the background. It's not doing a great job on my hair. And then it's that background light there that's giving me a brand color or you can use a fill. So that's three-point lighting. And that really adds a nice studio effect. I like this because this is what a lot of people in my niche use, this nice lighting, this nice blurred background. And so even if people don't know my face, they recognize high quality video. And I can kind of blend in with that a little bit. But it doesn't work for every niche. Like if I were to do this with some of my brands who, again, that, that Safe Life Defense body armor brand I worked with, they needed to be man on the street vibes, you know, shaky camera, shooting stuff, blowing stuff up. That's a lot different. But for those sitting down talking to the camera, lapel, lens, and lighting. Okay. A couple other questions related to filming. Acknowledging that you're a film guy, but we're not, you know, for the sake of this discussion, we're assuming the people that are doing this are not film people. So the idea of having to change your clothes every video, what's your thoughts on that? I don't think it matters. I think, again, we focus so much on all the the little things that we think we need to do to make a video better. And what matters is the content and the connection. And when it comes to changing clothes, I'll, I'll go several sessions where I forget to do that. Just because like I was planning on doing it. It doesn't make a difference in the content. People don't care. Okay. When you are actually filming, do you have any tips on other than looking into the lens that will help people feel a little bit more authentic? Yeah. I do want to repeat using the word you. It really does matter. It really does matter because it's not just using that word. It's not like it's a magic word, but it helps me rephrase the hook to provide the benefit for the user. Here's what it's going to do for you, not here's something I read recently, right? And so it, it really just sets the whole stage. The other thing that can help if you're kind of boring on camera and you feel like this isn't working, bring someone in the room. You know, it, there's a huge difference when you've got someone there and you're laughing at your own mess up and and you're joking with them, and then you're back to the camera, and all of a sudden you've got bloopers because you don't just go silent between takes. You're like reacting, and it's just it just adds energy. Stand up if that helps you get more energy. Go on a run and then come come back. You know, bring the energy, bring the connection. Very cool. When you're actually dealing with someone who has a script and maybe doesn't have the sophistication to have a teleprompter because maybe they're holding their phone in their hand, you know what I mean? Any tips on like how to should we take multiple takes? You know, should we have another something in our other hand or a piece of sticky note on the front of the phone? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I'm really glad you asked this one because one thing that I learned early on is that you can take these videos one sentence at a time. And sometimes that's better. And part of the reason it's better is because it prevents you from rambling. Right. <laughs> a lot of us are prone to ramble. These are 60 second videos. They can be 15 second videos if you want them to be. Read your hook and then pause. Think about what you're going to say next and say that one sentence at a time. And that's totally fine because we'll get to editing. We'll clean this up later. Your job is to film 30 videos in a sitting. Your job isn't to film a perfect take of every single video. That's going to burn you out. Film 30, blow through them. And then if you delete one later because you were, that's fine. What about the fact that it's 60 seconds? Do you recommend people have a timer running in the background or do you recommend that they just kind of like, try to get it done in a reasonable amount of time and they can always edit stuff out later? Or what's your thoughts on that? It kind of depends on the, the content. I have a medical client right now where sometimes it's really hard to cut something out because then it lacks context or the bedside manner that you would expect from a doctor, you know? It, and so I prefer to get it right the first time. So, you know, if it takes a few times for you to get into the groove, that's fine. 
the reason we need 60 seconds is because that is what can go to every platform. If you're just focusing on TikTok, you can have it over 60. If you're just focusing on Instagram, I think you can go to 90 right now. Well, I'll be honest. I, I'm publishing nine and 10 minute content on Instagram that's getting categorized under the reels thing. And I don't know if that's just me, but right now you only have one option, which is to upload reels on Instagram. Interesting. Okay. I don't think that the limit there is there anymore on Instagram because I have done stuff over 10 minutes, believe it or not. And it's been classified under reels. Yeah. But obviously not everyone's going to watch a video that's that long, right? That's true. And there are platforms that do limit it. And so it's helpful for that reason. But yeah, 60 seconds also lets you spend less time on each individual piece of content and it doesn't necessarily affect how well that performs. Now, you know this, and maybe this is going to be resolved in the next part of your process, but we haven't really touched on like the basic elements of a good video outside of lighting and audio as far as the words that come out of your lips. We talked about the hook, but is there any other recommendations that you include specifically for TikTok to increase the retention on the video? Yeah, that is a great question. And again, this is hard because it, it depends on industry and it depends on video type. In experimenting and figuring out what video type works well for you, you're going to see other people who do that type of content and just take notes. You know, Each of these video types I've made it's from looking at all the other people doing it and being like, okay, here's what works for that type of content. And it's helpful for me to categorize it so that it's not this, what's a good TikTok video? It's like, no, what's a good reaction video, right? That's different. That's a lot different. And so, you know, look at the categories, pick a beginning, middle, end. I like to start with a good hook that connects. And I like to, at some point in the video, my purpose is not a call to action. It's a call to emotion. What can I help them feel in this video? Because if they feel something, they're more likely to do something. If I give a video that's so valuable, it shares all my secrets, and they're just blown away by the amount of work that went into it, people, I don't have to tell them, go click my link. They are going to go to my comments. They're going to comment. They're going to share it with their friends. And then they're going to go dig around my profile to find what I'm selling and how they can buy it, right? The emotion matters a lot more. And they've actually done studies about this. I, I love nerding out about this. They've done studies about viral videos, what makes them go viral, and they've connected high arousal emotions. These are emotions like anger, surprise versus boredom, tired, or even just being pleased about a video. High arousal emotions with viral videos. And so make them feel something. That's the purpose. Okay. So I've got a crazy ask of you. This is not part of what we agreed to do, but I'm going to have confidence you can answer this. I want you to pick a topic. Okay. And I want you to actually act like you are making a 60 second video and just pick something. It could be what we're talking about today. It could be the benefits of having a good system and here's three points or whatever, but just do it on the fly. And I'm talking, so I'm giving you time to think, but just do it on the fly so that people can hear what something like this, how simple or how complex this might need to be. Okay. My wife is a yoga instructor. So the hook would be, if your back is hurting, here are three yoga poses that are going to help with your back pain. I'm going to go through the first one, show the pose, and then probably talk over it. And so I can record it all in one sitting. And then all I add is the B-roll. So the first pose is the cat and cow. I don't know what any of these are called. This one helps with this. The second pose, very simple. It's called the tree pose. And the third, these again, don't help at all. The third pose is the crane. And then I'm going to end with some sort of a make your partner do this with you and see if it helps your back pain. 
or some sort of a, you know, joke about their partner. If I can think of one, which I can't. Okay, cool. So which part of that is the call to emotion? Is it that last part? The call to emotion in this case, it was a listicle and I didn't do a very good job at it, to be honest. So, I mean, it's a piece of content, but that wasn't my focus. I guess that's the higher law that I always think of. It's like, how can I make this more emotional? That's likely to, to do better. So this is where it's really important, maybe in your scripting process to come up with something, some sort of angle, you know, like not everybody obviously is able to just on the fly, come up with some sort of a call to emotion. Right. Yeah. So for example, I'll just share, like I do these unscripted direct to camera videos on all the platforms, except for TikTok Cause I'm just not there yet. And they tend to be like six to 10 minutes long. And I go in there with what I know I'm going to talk about. And I've thought about some stories that I can tell because these are longer videos, right? And then I have some morals that I'm trying to share. And then by the end of it, I ask people to engage with me with their particular thoughts. So if I was doing a shorter form version of this, let's say I was speaking about disruption, right? I would say something like today is perhaps one of the most disruptive times for marketers. We've got artificial intelligence, social platforms that are changing, and you might feel like your whole world is in disarray. I'm going to share with you three tips that by the end of this video, you will have more clarity. You don't even have to say it. Here's three ways to address this change. Number one, number two, and number three. And then I might close with some sort of a, give it a shot. Let me know what you think. I mean, is that kind of what we're talking about? I think so. And I did catch an emotion in there and it's in the hook. You planted at the beginning, right? I don't love the idea of using fear in marketing when it's like you leave someone afraid. Right. I don't like that. But at the beginning, people are afraid and connecting with them with that fear of, yeah, you're freaking out and then calming them down, right? That's great. And so you used it with fear. In the back pain video, if I was a little better, I could have been like, you're feeling this back pain all the time. And this video is not for the bikini babes and the gym bros. This is for everyday people, right? It creates a little bit of anger or common enemy, right? And there's, there's some emotion there. Okay, perfect. All right. So the first part of your process is scripting. The second part of your process is the filming process, right? What's the next part? Next part would be editing. And this is the part that varies the most from honestly, from client to client and also just everyone I see doing it. If you're doing it yourself, it's going to look a lot different than me and my team doing it. But the biggest thing to keep in mind is number one, batch your edits, just like anything else. It's going to save you so much time. And instead of filming, posting, editing, like all that in one day, you're knocking out 30 in a couple of weeks. And then you can do your job for the rest of the time without having to always think, oh, what's my social media strategy or this or that. So you've got to batch. When you're actually editing, there's so many levels of edits. Mine are crazy involved because that's what I do. And so I kind of have to have this higher standard. But the three rules I would say for pretty much everyone. Number one is cut the dead space. Have you heard of the millennial pause? Do you know what that term is? Well, I can tell you that my daughter said, dad, you take long breaths in between your videos. So I'm sure that's what it is. You know? Yeah. The millennial pause is what a, a term Gen Z came up with to make us feel self-conscious about being on the internet. Right. <laughs> so when you start a video and you, um, okay. So today, right. All of that, cut it. Right all of that. And in between sentences, you can cut it. You, you have some creators who will cut the beginning and end of words. And it's just like half sentences everywhere because it's just, just keep it tight. So that's, that's number one is, is cut, cut stuff and keep it tight. Number two is add captions. A lot of these people, you know, this and, and your listeners too, 
they watch it without the audio. And so add captions. And the other thing is- And we should clarify, when you say captions, you mean baked in captions, not closed captions. Open captions, burn in, because you're going to be using this one piece of content on every platform. And so you don't want to have to go in and add the captions and add the, do this in the edit, because then you can, you can get it out everywhere. It's way more effective. So adding captions. And number three is don't edit natively inside the app. And this is one people hate me for. Well, doesn't it help performance if you're editing natively? It does. It optimizes performance for that app. However, you can't do it in a batch because now you've got all these other buttons you got to hit. It's slower on a phone than it is a computer. And it might work better on TikTok if I'm using the TikTok app. They, they know that and they push it a little more. But then it won't work as good on Instagram or all these other ones. And so make a piece of content that can be an asset for you across platform. And as soon as you systematize this, you're going to see growth on multiple platforms. And so why would you give that up when you've got plenty of people who are still over on these other platforms? Why would you give that up just to optimize for TikTok? I think optimization is killing so many people with social media. They just need to build something that works good enough consistently and show up every day versus over-optimizing and doing all this secret SEO hacks for this and that. And then they post once a week instead of once a day. I love that you're talking about this and everybody, it is a trade-off, right? You've got obviously this desire to want to like batch and get a lot of content produced versus creating this perfect video specifically optimized for TikTok or Instagram reels. For those that are not like Adobe Premiere Pro experts like you and some of the people that work for me, do you have any specific apps that would help people with editing? Yeah, going from simplest to use, if you're just on your phone and you don't really have the editing skills, there's an app called Captions. You do have to pay for it, but it's purple. It's really easy. It, it'll help bake in the captions. It even has a teleprompter built in. So if it helps with your filming process, it's great. CapCut is the next one up and you can do a desktop version or a phone version. It's built by TikTok for short form video and you can make short form and then post it other places. So it is, it's not natively editing, like I mentioned earlier. It's actually using an editor, exporting the video that you can then use everywhere. And CapCut is free, if I'm not mistaken. CapCut right? is free. Yeah. CapCut is free. And there might be a pro version, but I, I don't know. I use Premiere Pro and that's the one I pay for. Obviously, I'm doing more in-depth edits and I find that to be the way that I can save all my presets and do everything the quickest is in Premiere Pro. Okay, so let's talk about the next part of your process. Okay, next part is posting. So again, this is the only time that we can actually do it one at a time. And what's great about this for social media managers, posting is a nightmare because you got to go to every single platform normally. It's just awful. And you've got to come up with the idea. And by the time you film, edit, post, your day's done. And so you've already done all the work. All you have to do is log in and hit that post button. And what's great is I actually post to TikTok and YouTube only. And then I have a tool. I use repurpose.io. There's plenty out there, but I love that one. A tool that will take it, take off the TikTok watermark and post it to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, anywhere else that you LinkedIn. X, it goes everywhere. And so I really only have to post to those two. And it, I need to check to see if YouTube has been resolved because for a while they just didn't like Repurpose.io and maybe they do now, but a uh, fantastic tool that saves me so much time. Just to be crystal clear, you are exporting once out of your software 
you are natively posting on TikTok first, and then you're going to YouTube and putting it on shorts. And then you are using a repurpose.io, which is essentially grabbing the TikTok video, stripping the logo off of it and republishing it. Is that, am I hearing that right? Okay. Yeah. It just, it does all that work for me. And again, people are, oh, but what about the captions and the differences and the optimization? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Instagram doesn't even care about hashtags as much anymore. They just change their thing again and they, they don't care. They care more about the caption. You can go in and change it later if you want, but get it out there. It's better to get out there. I, I, that client I talked to about earlier with the $150,000 week, right? We posted on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube all summer. And guess what? Instagram, Facebook didn't, didn't take off at all. And I don't care because Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube did. And those will catch up at some point and we'll go and we can optimize for that later. But I'd rather have it out on every platform and then focus on making more content than again, optimizing and wasting all my time. I know YouTube lets you schedule shorts. Does TikTok let you schedule or no? I believe they let you do drafts. It gets tricky when you're with a company because then it's saved on your phone. And so then someone else can't, if you uploaded it, they can't see your drafts. So you got to be careful of that. But you can save it as a draft and then just hit the post button later if you need to. But the draft is going to stay on your phone. It's not going to be necessarily accessible to someone else who has access to the account, right? Correct. And there are, I think there's one app now that is approved as an API so that you can post to TikTok without, but I've never tried it. And so I, I don't know if I can recommend anything. The last thing I'd say is if you outsource this, it needs to, <laughs> we, so I give you context. I've outsourced every part of this process. I've outsourced the scripting when I didn't know it. I've outsourced the filming and hired a spokesperson to read the scripts that we wrote, right? And then I've outsourced the editing and I've, I've outsourced the posting. And posting, if you're going to outsource this, make sure that it has the same SIM card as the country you're trying to reach. It makes a big difference on a few platforms. Even when you say location here, it just knows. So just make sure you're doing it. I, I hire someone from the US to post if it's going to the US. Very cool. Um, if you're not, yeah, okay, that's very good to know. Austin, this has been really fascinating. I love the simplicity of the system. I like the idea of batching lots of videos and not getting caught up and just doing one or two at a time and and just like, you know, but having a whole process and system is super valuable. If people want to discover more about all the great work you're doing, Austin, first, what's your preferred platform you want them to reach out to you on? Social platform. And then secondly, where do you want them to go if they want to learn more about you and your business? I talk a lot about TikTok, but I'm usually on Instagram more. So if you want to reach me, you can follow my content anywhere, Falter Media, but message me there and that that's fine. And then it's falter.media slash SME. That's the page I made for your audience where I actually have my PDF for the seven video types and you can go to get it for free for your listeners. So falter, that's F as in Frank, A-L-T-E-R dot media slash SME. Austin Falter, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. Thank you. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 584. And if you're new to the show, would you be sure to follow us? If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about the show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. Catch you next time. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.
Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.